Women's Hurling Podcast. Uh, we are facing into an absolute bumper weekend of Club Camogie. Uh, brought to you in association once again with Burke Sports, our very generous sponsors. Uh, you can see here www.burksports.ie or norma.clancyburksports.ie for all your all your gear. See, Barcelona had savage jerseys on at the weekend, even though they lost on penalties. So um, they were still they still looked the part. Uh, Davy, you're very very welcome. You have a big game coming up yourselves this weekend. Yeah, playing, playing Saturday at quarterfinal, so kind of preparations are strictly towards that game in the weekend, so look, looking good so far. That's it, and look, I suppose when we were all locked down in March, if you were told that in the to start of September you'd have a quarterfinal inside the park, you'd be happy enough in the fairness. That's the thing, back then, like, I, I honestly thought there'd be no games, and I probably made that clear on, on the, one of the first or early podcasts, but delighted that games are back and being run safely, but still, still the issue with the, with the crowd is lads can't come in and see the game but that, that's not something for players to be worried about no exactly it's not for players to be worried about it does add to the atmosphere a bit uh, we played quarterfinal in Kikini last week there was a day of crowd I don't know <laughs> not delving anyone in or anything but uh, unfortunately one of them ended up doing umpire and tried to wave a clear goal wide in injury time so there was a bit of chaos but that's moving for you so we won't worry too much about that but I suppose we better crack on exactly yeah as you said at the start, it's a big weekend of club semi-finals and finals throughout the weekend. But I suppose before looking forward to these games, we have to kind of look back and look at one of our predictions. Uh, our predictions there that we thought <laughs> was Scarf Agundo reigning Munster champions. Um, yeah. Not anymore after the weekend. No, they're gone. Uh, did call it. Got the round wrong. Look, a bit like, uh, bit like uh, Nassim back in the day. You know, he used to call it in the third or fourth round if he won the fifth. He wasn't happy, but... I know, look, that's, I've changed my tune towards Scarif, in fairness, uh, in, in the last uh, couple of months. Uh, like once I've actually got to watch him up close, I was very impressed with him. Great weekend to come over last weekend, uh, watching the live streams uh, there. there was, that was a controversial enough game. Let's call it a spade a spade. I think, uh, so I never want to out anyone, but Roisin McMahon, I don't think there was any malice in it, but it was a loose enough pull. Caught, uh, caught her opponent on the face. Would maybe have been a harsh red, but it was certainly amber. It was yellow bordering on red. And two minutes later, absolutely Peter Stringard, <laughs> a new market player going down the middle. Ref kept his card in his pocket and then up she stepped and banged over the two frees to win it. Always happens, doesn't it? So uh, I was listening to like, the Scarif radio guys were going absolutely bananas. It was superb entertainment. Uh, just cut the back off the referee. Like There was no such thing as stand neutral at all. It was brilliant. Superb. Absolutely superb, but uh, yeah, Scarf be a little bit unlucky, but look, hats off to the market. They're they just absolutely dogged them. You can see they're up for it on the line, they're up for it on the field, and just yeah, they were good value for it in fairness. And that, that's going to be that's going to be a super final um, as well. Like mm-hmm. Ina had a superb win as well. Um, two really matched teams. It's, it's going to be an entertaining final again. And great credit to you to uh, Claire Camogie for for streaming the games. Yeah, massive credit, and I suppose probably the happiest man watching all this would be Gerald Connell. Um, so if you have two club semi-finals of that quality, four even teams with plenty of quality on show, it augurs well for the county scene um, going forward as well. Like Kilmele were excellent. Evo D gave an absolute exhibition. But I suppose they just ran out of steam. They just, just couldn't quite get it done in extra time. And they needed to get it done in normal time if they were to have any chance at all. Um, yeah, two great games, I suppose. So that, that'll be an interesting final next weekend. Exactly, yeah. Uh, I suppose before looking forward to the, some of the other finals and semi-finals, we kind of have. There's been interesting news about the uh, provincial club championships. 
uh, this year and a, a bit of controversy as well. Yeah, I suppose, if, I'm not sure if it's news so much, but uh, just it was brought to our attention that Limerick had kind of set their championship up wrong um, in that they had the county final down for a week after their champions were due to play in Munster, right? Now, I suppose this raised the issue that when the fixture programme was released and they said that there was going to be a provincial club championship, it said it was going to be after Christmas and everybody kind of just took that. But I suppose because of that, we've been made aware that the Munster Club Championship is going to be played on the 4th and the 11th of October. And of course, the Senior All-Ireland Championship for Counties is starting on the 18th of October. So you could have a situation like last year's final was Drumminch and Scarif. So you could have a situation where Tipperary and Clare are both out in the Championship on the 18th of October and their two biggest clubs are playing a Munster final seven days before it. So it's not really ideal, um, not really ideal for, for those. Uh, it's different in Leinster. The Leinster club isn't on until January, which I think gives like a lot of county finals as we talk about here now, like Dublin are on the weekend, Wexford are on the weekend, kicking your down to semi-finals, off your own semi-finals. So a lot of counties will actually be able to go back training full-time um, in about a week, um, a week or so. So yeah, it just seems it's been skewed a little bit against the, against the Munster teams, but um, we don't know if that's set in stone or not, but it appears that it is, so it's an interesting call. But, so while Jerry might be very happy to have all the talent on show, he might be too happy when he only gets to see happen for the first time five days before he go to the championship. So, but that's the thing. Like, literally, if the, the game will the final be on a Saturday or Sunday, the intercounty team are going to be out the following weekend. Like, if you win, what that, would you do, Davy? <laughs> <laughs> but, but on a serious tone, like if you win, if you win a Munster club or you lose, oh, a yeah. club, there's a couple of days celebration or that transition period before you get into the mindset of, of going back to your, your county. But this year, there's just not time for that, um, no. which, which is awful unfair probably to the players as well, who will be w- winning a Munster Championship, that they won't have the time to celebrate yeah. it. And it's probably, it's probably the county that are going to lose out, isn't it? Because let's call it spade a spade. Like, it's whichever team, like, it's the team that you have the trophy in your hand and the, <laughs> and the point in front of you. That's the team you're concentrating on on the Sunday evening. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, um, it's probably harder maybe for the team that gets beaten. I suppose like if you lose a Munster club final, uh, the disappointment of that, and try and I suppose pick yourself back up, go back out training again a couple of nights later, and try and motivate yourself again to play. And hard for the managers as well to try and slap players in. They probably have a month's training, month's challenge matches done without these guys, and then you have the decision to make. You know, okay, they've been our best players over the last couple of years, maybe, but you know, do you just slot them in and hope for the best, or what do you do? And, I would slot him in. <laughs> <laughs> always put your best 15 on the pitch, uh, always. But, yeah, it's is, tricky is, one. Tricky is there one. any room for inter-county managers to come from, from Munster to come together and try and try, try something to, to postpone? Uh, maybe, or? There'd be a lot of agendas going on there. Like, I don't know, there'd be too much politics involved, I'd say. It would make perfect sense to postpone it till January and just look. Like, the Provincial Club Championship in Leinster is only three teams. I think it's Wexford, Dublin, Kilkenny. In Munster, it's four teams because Watford playing the intermediate. So there's just two rounds. So literally, the whole championship from start to going up the steps in Crow Park is four rounds. You can easily play that in January, February. But yeah, look. yeah, it's, it's it's a strange one. Strange one, strange one. Yeah. But yeah, look, that's come over. We we we, <laughs> we 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 crack we crack on anyways. We will. look forward to the first first final, um, especially in Dublin now. So we've. Last year's uh, Leinster champion St. Vincent facing St. Jude's. It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, it looks like it. I suppose the first thing I'll say about this is um, 
hats off to Dublin Camogie, like looking for records of previous winners and stuff like that. Their website's superb. They've all the roads of honour. They've all the results from previous championships and everything. So really, really on top of it. And the sponsors of that championship, they've got a website called We Are Dublin. They do a lot of promotion work around all the sport, all the GA sports in Dublin. Really, really promote the game as well. So fair play for the lads there. They're really doing great, uh, great work. Uh, Vincent's are going for four in a row. They're obviously the Leinster champions as well. So they're hot, hot favourites. They absolutely destroyed Valley Bowden in the semi-final. It was they won 23 to 3 points or something like that just trimmed them so they'll be coming in fresh um, Jude's had a good bit against Lucan as well beat him, beat him by 8 or 9 points as well uh, to repeat of last year's final Jude's never really got going last year in the final um, and look they're going for their first ever title as we said so I suppose they'll have to make a breakthrough at some stage don't they but it's hard to see it happening on Sunday to be honest with you um, 12 points is a big gap to close in 12 months against the team playing with the confidence that Vincent's are you see Bally Gunner and Waterford last Sunday, it's just they go in expecting to win, they go in with a swagger, and it's very difficult to stop that momentum, you know. So look, I think we'll stick with our original prediction at the start of the year, which is Vincent's we're not gonna change uh, not gonna change boats now. No, definitely not. And again again, Vincent's will go in hot favourites. But again, as you said, there's great our credit to again to uh, Dublin Camogie, they're streaming that that final um that's Sunday at three o'clock and their social media will have details of that. And I suppose we'll be retweeting that. That, that link as well. Um, I suppose if we go down down the road to Wexford, um, our good old friend JJ Dyle, who who appeared on the show on our first episode, um, his team St Martin's looking to retain their title against their old rival Zaula. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, Martin's going for four in a row as well. Um, so look, there's a couple of dominant club teams in Leinster, and I suppose they've clashed with Vincent's in that in a couple of Leinster finals as well, and come out the wrong side a couple of times. Um, there's no doubt about it, Martins are a class, class outfit, you know. Um, you'd imagine with the talent they have and with, with JJ as the coach, like they should be winning our early clubs, really. Um, and you'd, I'd say like that's the motivating factor for them. Like I'd say they're probably looking past, well, they're not going to take out for granted, of course they're not, but I do think they have bigger aspirations than just winning the four in a row in Wexford. Um, like, you know, over the last couple of years in the Ashburn, we've played Maynooth, we've played DCU, played UCD. And the best players are coming across are the Martins players, you know, like Sarah O'Connor there with DCU, Linda Bulger um, with, uh, with Menuth and Chloe Fox, we've mentioned here in the podcast before, an outstanding performer for UCD. Um, look, they're just performing at an elite level and to have all those players in a club team, like Mags Darcy and Goals and all these players are just, just top, top class. Um, Old Art, we mentioned before, are nearly like, a, I suppose, a throwback team to a different era. Like they still have all the legends playing with them. Uh, you know, Karen Atkinson and Ursula Jacob and the stories and you know, all these and the Kyo's and the whole lot and I suppose they do have a bit of young talent coming through like Simone Kern that would have played for WIT and that's the Ashburn but uh, I just I just don't think they have enough they've failed to beat them you know, in, the, in the last few county finals and semi-finals and stuff and they're just it's just very hard to see anything other than the Martins win so look We'll stay, we'll stay again, we'll stay with the safe option, but it's just difficult to see it. Like, you know, Martins will be hoping to win a Leinster Championship and be, and be competitive in, in February or March in the, in the club championship. So, yeah, it's hard to see him stumbling at the, at the final lock here in Wexford. So we're going so, so far so well. We have three, three predictions <laughs> and three predictions are, are coming along nicely. Yeah. Um, but again, again Wexford Camogie are, are live streaming that, that their county final on, on Saturday at mm-hmm. half five, I think. Yeah. And again, uh, look at their social media for for details of that that stream. But again, it's great credit you to promote be promoting the, these games. 
mm-hmm. uh, just over the road in Kilkenny. We've uh, semi-finals here. Uh, both, both games are on Sunday, two o'clock and four o'clock. And again, I think both games are streamed as well, which, which is again great credit to, to the Camogie, uh, um, to Kilkenny Camogie. And uh, first game, Thomastown versus Young Ireland. Yeah, that's ourselves. Yeah, no, great credit to Kilkenny Camogie. In fairness, there's like they do. There's great coverage of the game down there. Like, you know, there's always every week. There's a there's a there's a key game in the Kilkenny people as well. The PRO. Um, Aoife Lanigan has a big match report of, of a game they pick out and stuff like that. So they really do promote it. Uh, it's on in Dunmore as well, which is the county training ground, which is a lovely, lovely ground, lovely facility as well. So it really just adds that little bit of a uh, bit of a sense of occasion to it and stuff like that. Um, I suppose on, like from form point of view, uh, we beat Dixborough last week, um, which is a cracking game. Dixborough, the county champions, really, really good side. Like they're the dominant team in underage in Kilkenny and have all these all these young players coming through. We were delighted with it, to be honest. Uh, we have a very young side, we finished a lot of minors on the team, and it just oh, hopefully to give them a bit of confidence to drive on. Young Ireland's a very young side as well, but they have a lot of experience. Uh, Sarah Ann Quinlan, her Sadzi, full forward. Steffi Fitzgerald, her sister, centre back, centre forward. And Kira O'Keefe, who I'm hoping is coming into UL in midfield. So, uh, Kira, if you want to be looked after, so I might take it handy on Sunday. I <laughs> know, uh, but look, they're, they're a serious outfit, two young teams. I think they played in the championship last year and there was nothing between them. So. Uh, we'll see how that goes. The other semi-final, um, I suppose, it would be between a lot of people's favourites for the championship. Um, I think if you ask most Kilkenny Camogie people who they think is going to win, they pick either Clara or Lockton's. To be honest with you, Clara have been racking up monster scores in the championship. Um, they have a player, Mary O'Connell, that plays wing forward for them, and she's just been shooting the lights out, just hitting 110, 111 in games. Um, really, really solid. We talked about Lockton's on here before. Um, they're just solid from start to finish. You know, Laura Hegarty, the WIT captain in the full back line, Claire Field, probably the best centre back in the country, centre back. Um, and Dalton, the magician, wing forward. You know, like the Lydia Fitzpatrick, centre forward, would have been the big up and coming star in Kikini for years. And look, they're a real solid outfit. That game is hard to call. Like, you wouldn't be overly surprised if both of the games at the weekend in Kikini went to extra time, to be quite honest with you. I just think looking at results going through the championship, there's nothing between any of the four teams. Last year's two finalists are gone. Piltown were gone last weekend. We knocked out the borough. It's wide open, absolutely wide open. So I'm still, I'm still, I was going to push you for for I know, I know, <laughs> Sure, I'm not going to back against ourselves. Like so, give it the cliche. So, you're, so, so you're going Thomastown. So that's one. And who are we going for the other? We have to go Thomastown. I'm not going to say we're going to be beaten. Like so, it's hardly like it's hardly going to be a controversial thing to say. Oh yeah, I think so. We'd be backing ourselves. Of course, we back ourselves. Um, and then same I, time I think I think Lockton might have it. Yeah, I think they struggled last week against Tullerone, but I think they have a bit of class. It depends on whether on whether they have the or whether Clara's firing power stays going from like whether they. Well, I don't want to hear these excuses. Ah, uh, I'm just trying to take you through. Look, I put to the pin of my collar. I go. I go fresh for the goal. Saint Lockton's. Saint Lockton's this only will win that. Win the championship. Saint Lockton's this only will win the championship. <laughs> I was just going to say, can I push you for a, a winner of the championship then? Yeah, we'll go at yeah. Lockton's. We'll see how it goes after the weekend. <laughs> um, again, we go next door to Watford. Again, re- re- this championship is really coming along, along nicely into mm. the semi-final stage here. And again, you have the champions, Galtier, versus, uh, against Tremor. Yeah, so and then you have De La Salle and St. Anne's. Again, two cracking games. Um, I know where my predictions are, but again... It's yeah. you're the man talking about it. <laughs> yeah, look, Galtier have been really, have really kind of just clicked into gear. Um, we would have played them in a challenge match, I suppose, early in the challenge match circuit. And 
we gave them a bit of a trim and I think we, we left passage that night. They were still on the field with Andy Maloney. <laughs> so I'd say the law was laid down from that night and since and you know, since then they just seemed to be gone on an upward curve. Now they did play that night without Trish Jackman and without Anya Ling. So um like take those two players out of any team and it makes a massive, massive difference, you know. So um yeah, they've been they've been motoring along. They're playing uh Tremor, who I don't know a whole pile about to be honest with you. They beat Liz Moore by a point after extra time and they were quarter final. Um, look, it's hard to see Galtier having any real issues with that. They should get into the final. The other game is a far more interesting game, uh, De La Salle and St. Anne's. So St. Anne's will have come through top of the other group. Neve Rocket plays for them, the Waterford captain. Look, she's widely renowned as one of the best forwards in the country and just he puts up massive scores in the club championship. De La Salle will kind of feel, I suppose, they got a monkey off their back last weekend by beating Kappa Quinn in the quarterfinal. They just edged it. I think it was 10-9 or 9-8, something like that. Um, Kappa Quinn would have beaten them in the semi-final last year so they'll probably get a bit of a confidence boost out of that um, and that just might be enough to give them an edge to get over St. Anne's so I think our original prediction way back was was groundbreaking that we said that Asal and Galtier get to the final so we stick with that for the moment um, Over into Tipperary again another semi two semi-finals here um, again we have the usual suspects we have Drummond Inch and Cashel and then uh, daughter clashes Burgess and Clonality. Yeah, two very interesting games, I suppose. Um, Drumminch and Cashel. Cashel have been have been playing very well in the championship so far. Um, Orla Dwyer, as we know, is heading heading back to Australia for another season in the Aussie rules. So it could be one of her last uh, last Camogie games um, before she heads away for the for the winter again. Uh, she'll be a loss to us in UL, though. To be honest, we haven't had her the last couple of years between injuries and Aussie rules and stuff like that. So. Um, We'll definitely miss her, but yeah, look, Drummond Inch are a serious side, you know, like you go through them and they have some of the top performers from the Tipperary County, not just county panelists, just some of the, some of their key key players. Weaver Burke and Goal, Miriam Campion up front, Emer McGraw is the new up and coming talent at Tipperary. Um and look, they're they're just a serious outfit and it's it's difficult to see them being beaten there. Um so I think they'll get a shot at defending their title on the on county final day. The other game is hard to call. Um Look, we know Burgess, I suppose, have been a bit hit and miss the last couple of years. It's what they got caught maybe in the county final last year. Up to that, they've been very consistent in Tipperary. Uh, they still have some of the best players in the game, like Ginny Grace, Keir Um, They have serious, serious forwards. Uh, Clenalty have kind of, again, I suppose, after they got a bit of a trimming after an inch in the first round, and then they really picked up and saw a bit of their game against Silvermines on the live stream last week. Um, and they look to be motoring really, really well. Uh, interestingly enough, they'd picked caught the van at 10 and she kind of had a free roll going out around midfield. She had a couple of huge scores from the middle of the field. So you can't give her any time and space on the ball at all. So it'll be interesting to see what way they'll set up. Um, probably still go with Burgess, just that they'll just have a little bit too much for Tenolte, I think. Um, if Tenolte had their full deck, like Sarah Freud, is a huge loss to them at club level. If they had their full deck, maybe they would have a better chance. But... Um, yeah, we go with Burgess there. Strummage Burgess final, same as last year, and that'd be a difficult one to call then. But we stay, we yeah. stay on the favourites for the moment. And again, Tipperary Camogie, they're live streaming that um, Drum Lynch Cashel game again. That's on Sunday, twelve o'clock. And again, look out on their social media channels for that. Yeah, the most said, positive would... thing about that is that you can watch it from your own home instead of having to go to the rag, which is I've been <laughs> on record saying is the worst ground in Ireland to go to for a male. I know, I'm joking. It's just a bit harsh there. But. Um, yeah, no, massive credit to you. Tip, tip Camogie are very strong on social media and their promotion of the game and stuff as well. There and stuff. 
and then onto the local one uh, here in, in Limerick. Again, a bit of controversy here, as you said there, when they kind of mixed out the fi- or mixed up their fixtures a small bit. But again, there's no surprise here with the two semi-finals. We have Ahan and Khalidi, and then we have uh, Granag, Ballangari, and Newcastle West. Two cracking games again. Yeah, two cracking games. Um, I suppose like there was a bit of a shock there. Well, not a shock, but I suppose Newcastle West beat Ahan there at the weekend. And- Maybe a lot of people would have felt that without Rebecca De Lee that Ahan or Newcastle wouldn't be the same force, but they got the job done. Um, Granabell and Gary haven't been firing on all cylinders, but I think they were missing a couple of players. Um, they haven't quite clicked. They have a really good management team. I think they're, they're trying to play a specific game plan. I suppose they're waiting for it to click someday and, and it'll work out for them. But um, like Khalidi have been absolutely flying. Um, they're long overdue a championship. It's a good number of years since they would one. They would would have been traditionally very strong um, towards the early part of the, the last decade. And they still have a few of those warriors flying around the place like Michelle Casey and these, but they have a young Shannon there playing wing forward that uh, that is just knocking over points for fun. And she, she seems to be the big kind of big white hope in Limerick Camogie um, at the moment. Um, yeah, look, Grant, I suppose, are lucky that we're in lockdown because Sarah Carey got married there yesterday. So I'd say the whole squad would have been uh, would have been trying to straighten themselves out for a couple of days ahead of a semi-final at the weekend if uh, under normal circumstances. So they're probably a bit lucky there was a lockdown. So um, look, I think if we, if we had to call it, I think Newcastle West will have enough for Grana. I think just on form, Grana just haven't been firing. Like in Limerick, you'd be very slow to ever bet against Granada because they you know, they always they always put out a performance when you least expect it. They're just they're just an experienced side with good forwards. But I would expect Newcastle West to win that. And on the other side, I think Ahan have nearly always had the upper hand on Khalidi over the last number of years. But Khalidi seems to be the form team. Uh, I think Neve Mull hit all of Ahan's one nine the other night, which wouldn't be really anything unusual for her. But they just don't seem to have the forwards to to, to support her and to, to get in around her. If you man mark well, you don't have a whole pile else. I presume Khalidi will be tactically smart enough to do that. Um, so we'll go for a Khalidi Newcastle West final, which will be outstanding to go to. Yeah, will be there'll be tribal warfare. There'll be a crowd of that regardless. Best of luck keeping <laughs> Newcastle West and Khalidi supporters out of the Newcastle West Khalidi final. Anyway, if that's what comes out, that's all I'd say. <laughs> We'll move on over to Offaly, one of your favourite counties. Uh, we have yeah. St. Ryan, another semi-final, two semi-finals here. We have St. Rhinas and Burr, and then we have Shinron and St. Killians. Yeah, look, St. Rhinas, again, entirely takes a, an expert to predict it, have been just kind of cutting the swad through the championship there quite quite easily. Look, serious club size, we said before, serious management. Um, they topped their group, I think. Um, the Burr aren't as strong in, in Camogie as they are in Hurland. So when you see the name Burr, you nearly always subconsciously give them a chance in anything. But it's not really the reality in Camogie, to be quite honest. Um, the, so you'd expect Rhinus to come through quite comfortably there. The other semi-final could be a little bit tighter. Um, I suppose, like, for people who don't know, Shinron would have been the kind of the dominant force in Offaly Camogie before Rhinus came along. Rhinus only won their first title a couple of years ago. Um, they would have been junior maybe seven or eight years ago. Um, so, like, they still have, I suppose, the remnants of a really, really strong side in Shinron, obviously, Michaela Markham, and their Gron Yegan is a great scorer and threat up front as well. So, they're still kind of quite strong, even though they're not the dominant force they would have been. Uh, St. Killian's will be kind of, I suppose, heavily reliant on the two Brennans, Ashley and Kira, that play for, play for WIT, play for Offaly. Um, I think Shinron will come through there. 
Um, so you'd be looking at a kind of a, a good traditional awfully final, Banner, Shinron, Rhinos against Shinron. Um, so we go with that. And then Rhinos for the final to win the final as well. Just for yeah, the I think anyway, I think yeah. Look, they're again they're they're one of these teams that are going to be looking at. I suppose beating Galtier again in the intermediate final probably the way that Mogi is set up, which is a strange one. But yeah, look, they'll have they have bigger aspirations than just retaining the Offaly title, you know. Yeah, that's we discussed it later. later ah, yeah, we discussed it before. We won't flag it today. We give him a break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we last but not least, we've another uh, two crackers in Galway. Um, again, as, as we said, um, our dark horses, Orn Moore, they're against Ardrahan, and then in the other other game, we have Sarsfields and Atnoray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Look, Sarsfields at Nroy is the first game. I suppose, again, great credit due to Galway. Uh, they reached out just during the week, gave us a couple of media passes to go to the games if we wanted to cover them. Uh, got emails there of digital copies of the programmes because there'd be no programmes on the day. And it's like, geez, superbly well organised. Like, you know, so great credit due to them as well. That's exactly how it should be run. And it's just, you know, really well. Like, they've great coverage on social media as well. Um, the first game is an interesting one. Look, there's no two ways about it. Sarsfields are the clear favourites. That's, that's obvious. Um, but Acton Roy are building slowly. They're, they're getting stronger at underage. Um, they obviously have Noreen Cohn, probably play corner forward, um, who's a serious threat to go all the corner forward. And they have a couple, um, my brother teaches Nathan Roy and like, he coaches the Kamoi team there in the press. And they have a few of the young rabbits coming up. They're Joe's daughters. I remember Joel playing the, playing the 90s. And they're going to be the real deal as well. So, Look, Athenroy are turning into, are, are just maturing slowly into a strong senior team. But I think, obviously, this is a, this is a year or two too soon for them. And Sarsfields, with their strength, will, will win comfortably there, I think. The other one is the game, I suppose, that we've been kind of waiting for since the draw was made. It kind of looked like our draft would be second in, the, in Group A and or more with top Group B. And they were always going to collide in this semi-final. And, like... I suppose it's a real one of these club battles that you see between an old traditional battle-hardened team that kind of is used to getting the job done and has picked off a few titles against, I suppose, the young upstarts that are kind of coming up and have all the talent. I suppose it'll be, it's just a case of who reacts better to the pressure on the day. Um, you have two massive matchups here in this game. Um, if Ailish O'Reilly plays a full forward for Orn Moore, she doesn't always play full forward there. She can be out at 11 sometimes. But she plays full forward for more. She's likely to be picked up by Shauna Healy, her county colleague. And that will be interesting. Uh, Shauna Healy will be one of the tougher old school uh, fullbacks, I think, or cornerbacks. So uh, you could expect Sparks to fly there. And then up the other end, I suppose, a battle between two players will be definitely kind of coming onto Kyle Murray's radar for a senior. Ava Linsky, uh, who played at DCU and played full forward for the Galway Intermediates last year in Roisin Black. Um, who's been on the Galway panel as well. Two of the kind of the young stars coming through in Galway. Uh, Roshi Black will be centre-back for Orn Moore and Evelinsky will probably be centre-forward for Ardrahan. Um, that, they're the two key battles, really. Um, or Moore will be looking to get Neve Hannafy on the ball a lot around midfield. It'll be interesting to see if she plays out and out midfield or if she'll end up in the forwards. Um, and obviously, Rebecca Henley will have a huge part to play for Ardrahan as well from freeze and from play. So, look, it's an absolutely massive game. It's probably the game of the weekend of all the games. It's the kind of one you're going this could really go either way. Um, but I suppose we kind of, like, seems we highlighted Orn Moore right from the start as a dark horse. Very slowly, just we'll just edge him for this one. But again, this could be one of these ones that goes to extra time. Um, a few games have gone to extra time in Galway this year. So 
yeah, look, we'll go it over and more by the by the narrowest of margins, I think. And that that's the thing in a lot of the games in the Camogie championships around the counties, a lot of the games have gone to extra time. Um which is great credit to both clubs and the counties that they're they're so well matched teams that are getting to that stage, like even in Clare the weekend it was on live stream into the semi or into extra time. And it's it's extra I, I in my opinion, extra time is the way to go down the line, even for for inter county. Um, I would Don't put fancy penalties, no? No, I'll put a stop in the, in the penalty side of things. So if there's anyone from Fecal listening <laughs> to this and really gets a penalty uh, in extra time, just put his ear. You don't fancy oh, this game, do you? You don't fancy this game, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, look, it's interesting. I have a couple of theories on it. I think, like, you know yourself, look, I suppose you've been on county panels as a regular starter and I suppose you've been on county panels as someone maybe not getting uh, much game time. Like, if you're coming back into a club scene and you've played every single minute for your county and you've got a week or 10 days to kind of go reset, get up and go again, that can be difficult. If you've been on a county panel all summer and all you're doing is training and not playing games, you can go pretty rusty as well. And often like county players don't perform for their clubs at times in games. Whereas this year, it just seems that all the top players in every club are training together all the time. They're playing loads of matches. Like the standard has gone up. Every club seems to be performing to their full potential. And it just means the standard has gone up. The, the playing field is evened out a little bit. And like, as you said, there's some, some really, really tight games. Um, really, really tight games. So, yeah, look, it's, look that's, I suppose that's another conversation about split seasons and stuff like that that we don't need to have today. But, yeah, serious, uh, serious weekend to come over your head. It's just a matter of kind of getting a list out now and seeing what games we're watching. <laughs> What ones are clashing and not clashing and stuff like that. But that's the thing. There's so many games at the weekend, and we will wrap it up here. There's so many games at the weekend. There's so many live streams, and we will be tweeting as many as we can. All the streams we can we can out. Look onto the social media page, as we said, on the different counties that will have this the couple of semi-finals and finals on the live stream. Um, again, thank you very much for. For your insight and yeah, our for putting my neck on the line. Yeah, I want to get all the text going. Oh, what do you mean by this? What do you mean by that? <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad uh, we must we must put up the old Scarif clip on uh, on Instagram again. Actually, <laughs> lovely point but, Guinness in Mike Max. He tells a good story as well. We're, we're pro Scarif here, so yeah. <laughs> but we we we'll wrap it up there. And thanks very much for listening. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and do your thing on on social media. And we'll all talk to you again next week.